I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the number one pick in the 2020 radio draft, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this? As always, air quote, Saturday morning, sir. Oh, man, Roy, I, um, I, I, I was looking over the draft and I realized that either A, I need to force myself to watch college basketball or two, college basketball needs to come back to me. Because there's like, <laughs> there's obvious, there's no way that a supposed sports nut like me knows five people who got drafted. Maybe five people. Yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a little bit of a disconnect between you and I and the sport we 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 grew up with. We knew and love, loved. Love, like at like I think at some point, college basketball had the Chris Domingo like Chris Domingo's favorite sport belt, and I think it was probably like. 94, 95. Yeah. Like it was probably like during the Coach K era. Like I don't know. We're like, I don't know. Cause you had the teams and you're like, yo, I I know all these bulls. Like, I mean, you knew like and, and like this is another story for another day, but it's just like somewhere along the way, whether we just got older and had better things to do. But I, I mean, like, I basically replaced college basketball with wrestling. Like, I, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, something happened where we just decided we good. Yeah, I think it's – I don't know what it is, like you said. Like, it's – because, again, you were a wrestling fan back then as well. Yeah, um, true. So, it's like, I don't know if wrestling re- replaced it. But, again, as you get older, again, you just kind of divvy up your time a little bit differently. And, you know, like, the things that used to be priorities, like, you know, like Big Monday and ACC Wednesday – and, you know, with Mike Patrick and Dick Vitale, like they just became less important over time. And part, you know, you know, part of that, again, I don't want to sound old, but part of that is, you know, like the kids going in from straight from high school and the kids, kids going in straight, you know, straight, straight out of freshman year. Cause again, back in, like you said, the, the 93, 94, 95, you know, Rashid Wallace was at UNC for two years. That yes. guy was at UNC for two years. Like a lot of these, those Duke guys, most of those Duke guys stayed for four years. So yeah. like JJ Reddick and those guys. So, so again, like we 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 lost touch with those players because again we never built those bonds. Yeah, um, with with no. those guys. And now now that's that that era is going. Yeah, no, and I think like it's like because I like even in like I don't know t like supposed like pure college athletics. I like the individualism. Like I, I like knowing the players. Like I like like I, I mean like I don't like and and one it helps to like because it's hard to get like invested. Like even. The years where like the Sixers sucked, like I I don't know, and like they were picking in like the top two, three, four every year. I would get the initial rush of watching like Andrew Wiggins or or whoever, but after a few games, I'd be like, one, the basketball isn't good, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, like I like I will say this till the end of time, how the quality of college basketball is not good. It's no. I, I would think it is significantly different or if, if you want to say it subpar to professional basketball well i'm well here's the thing it's always been subpar to, to pro- professional basketball and, I, and, I'll, and i'll die on this hill but that being said it's subpar to what it was 10 years ago yeah like, it's not as good oh, as it no. was 10 years ago and it's really not as good as it was 20 years ago like the quality of, of college basketball is just worse in general because again you know these kids don't stay or you know they go to high school they go to the g league or whatever like <laughs> that because 
again, there's something to be said about, you know, like a Butler team where a bunch of the kids stay four years. Something to be said where, you know, even like these, like the, the mid, the mid-level teams where these kids stay, you know, four years. Like you get, you get kids who go to like, you know, who go to like, I don't know, you know, power six conference, whatever, whatever the Mac is or the AAC is. You get kids who go to those schools who leave after one year or two years. So like yeah. the trickle down effect is crazy, which is why, you know, and that was a tournament, the tournament last year, you saw all sorts of upsets because all these teams are the same. Like, like, there's a couple decent teams, but they're all. You the mean same. two years ago? Yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah. When I said, yeah, that's, you know what I meant. You know, <laughs> I mean, two years ago. But uh, yeah. So like, college basketball's trash. So we don't know who the guys are, but that didn't stop me from staying up until almost well, actually, pretty much midnight last night, um, to see where these guys wound up in the draft. Specifically because the Sixers, our local basketball team, had multiple picks, including multiple picks late in the second round. Of the and, NBA draft. and they made those picks. And they, they made, made those, those picks, picks. And will presumably keep those guys. So we will talk about that. And more, more importantly than the picks, there are other moves as well made by the new king <laughs> of Philadelphia, Daryl F. Morey. We're going to get into all of that on this edition of the show. Of course, we need to talk about the local football team as well, because um, much um, to Chris Domingo's desires, um, the Philadelphia Eagles cannot let go of the past, and they brought back yet another <laughs> member of the past um, to join the crew. Because again, you just cannot have enough guys, you know, from um, the recent past. So we were having a reunion party of sorts um, as well. Welcome home, Jordan Howard. We'll talk uh, about that later, <laughs> later in the show. Oh, oh, oh um, by the way, they brought in a guy who was averaging one point two yards a carry. Yeah, I don't want to get into details. I mean, that those are those are you know those are minor details. You know, the man knows the offense. He knows the system. Welcome home, Jordan Howard. We'll discuss that and the NFL um, um, as we get ready for um, Week Eleven here in the National Football League. Before we get into all that, though, as always, here we want to thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us here on Philly Cam Radio, one hundred six point five FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Please listen to us every Saturday at ten AM. Again, 106.5 FM, that's Philly Cam Radio. Or if you're not in Philadelphia, you can listen live on the TuneIn app. Just go to the TuneIn app or TuneIn.com. Search for the Philly Cam Station and tune us in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Or just subscribe to the Broadstreet Line. You can get us wherever you download your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, what used to be Google Play, which is now YouTube Music, and Spotify. Again, please like us, subscribe to us, five-star, heart, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Let us know, let the people know how much you enjoy what we do here at the Broastry Line, and we would truly, truly appreciate that. Also, while you're doing all that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I'm at the BS Line. This is our the, the pre-Thanksgiving weekend shenanigans. I'm not sure what's on the, uh, the, the, the sports front this weekend. Survivor Series. The Survivor Series is happening this weekend. Not watching. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm a little intrigued. I'm a little intrigued because I saw like 15 minutes of Raw, the last 15 minutes of Raw, uh, which was pretty good, which was pretty good. Uh, first time I watched Raw like forever um, when I saw Drew McIntyre with the upset over Randy Orton. So Drew McIntyre versus the big dog. Well, I don't know if you call him big dog anymore, but there's some there's some stuff there. It's Survivor Series. I, got, I think it's one of the big four. We got to watch it, right? Uh, I'll have it on. I'll have it on the uh, Bubble iPad. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, no, because real like, like the Sunday night games have been fair. Well, the last Sunday sucked, That's but I mean, cool. like, but tonight, like, I, I mean, you're actually getting a a hell of a good game on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, the Thursday night games. If we if we power rank them this year, like usually the Sunday night games are our best. The Thursday night game tonight, as we're taping this tonight, which has already happened two days ago, three days ago, two days ago. Excuse me, um, Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals. Is an amazing. It's a really good game. And I mean, even last week's game was pretty entertaining with with the Colts and the Titans. Like, remember the days where you used to get Jags, Texans? Well, you or, still like, get I, some of those. You still get some of those. But, but. like, I don't remember ever getting like a like a, a few of these. Like, no, and and, and in some sorted way, like we've gotten random games during the week that were good. Like, I yeah. mean, re- remember that? I think it was like a a Tuesday Bills Titans game. Yeah, and and the thing is, these Thursday night games, like on the surface, some of these didn't look good, but they turned out to be pretty decent matchups. Um, like even that Jets game was a Jets game a couple weeks ago. Like the Jets like didn't just roll over and die. Um, so like yeah, so some of these games have been pretty pretty good. Usually the Thursday games have been the uh, the, the trash games, um, and the Monday games as well. But no, it's a good Thursday night game, uh, which is going to take a lot of the audience away from the verses that is being broadcast tonight. The uh, the Jeezy versus Gucci versus yeah no like no I no like I don't know like I like 
when they replaced T.I. with Gucci, man, I, like, no respect, no disrespect to Mr. Maine, but, like, like <laughs> his his kind of error, that kind of, like, went over my head. Like, we missed like, the error. We missed yeah, the error. No, like, yeah. and, and, like, I'm okay with saying it. Like, I, I mean, like, that was when, like, sorry, I don't know Lemonade. Like, right. not, well, not the, well, the Beyonce song, but not the, like, and that's okay. Like, I don't feel old to say, yo, I didn't get Gucci Mane. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's like Gucci Mane, like the like this is cute, whatever. Like Ti versus Jeezy, I'd have been all up in that. But I mean, yeah. like, Gucci, it's, like, ah, it's a little different. It's a little different. Gucci, it's a little bit different for me than Ti. So yes, ho- hopefully, no. hopefully you guys enjoyed it. The guys you you both you listen to us <laughs> right now. Um, but Chris and I two days ago we we are enjoying that uh, that Seahawks Cardinals game because that's you know that that was more important to us. No, and and like I I know there are a lot of like I don't know really crap stuff going on, but man, what would we have done? If, if if for some reason the NFL canceled this season, like what would your time have? <laughs> well, <laughs> how right, well, how well, would right, you have occupied your time? Well, right now the answer would have been PS Five. Other than that, but that just just came out. Other than that, good lord, I'd have had to like, actually do stuff around the house, <laughs> uh, which is trash. So like I don't even know. I'd have to like paint or something, man. Like it would have been now, trash without the NFL. Now, now, at some point, will we get the unofficial official PS5 review? Oh, 1,000% once I play it. Um, okay. Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll be off of, we'll be off of work for four days. Now, do you have, have four, it already? I do have it. I do okay. Have it. I have it. I booted it up. I updated it. <laughs> uh, plugged the controller in. So we're there. We are there. Okay. Now, anything out past that, I can't. I can't give you. Can't give you any, any review after that. But but now, we're there. So uh, now, now, what games did you get? So I, I as of right now, because again, it, it, it comes with like some games, kind of like a demo or whatever like that. But as of right now, did all you I, get two K? Well, no, no. All I all I did all I did for right now was just I started transferring the games that I had on my PS4 to the PS5. <laughs> okay. So. I didn't do anything yet. So I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy any games yet because I didn't know. Because I like I was confused because I'm old. So I was confused because like the P the, the PS because uh, it came out, but then like you can upgrade for free if you bought the old version. So I was gonna just gonna buy the old version since it was cheaper and then upgrade okay. it. And then I got, I got confused. So I'm now, gonna, is, so, now is there yeah. upscaling that happens for PS4 games? There's a different. Well, okay. So well, let's sorry. Get into it now. No, no, yeah. no let's, this is gonna be a later conversation. Let's get into it now. So for some games, there's upscaling. So it's the same game, but it just looks better. Okay. For some games, it's a whole different game. Like 2K, like 2K. Like 2K looks like they basically were like asleep for four years. Like, right. I, I mean, they like, like for the first time in a while, I was like, whoa. Like, like I was sort of compelled mm-hmm. to like, I don't know. I have no idea how to get one. So like, I don't know. Like maybe at some point I'll like scour the internet, like in a few weeks or a month during Christmas time. But I saw that and I was like, okay, now I understand why people are posting videos of this big ass looking PS5 and like <laughs> and, and like that like dock where you like charge your controllers. That looks dope. It's a nice little, little dock, yeah. It's a nice looking dock. It's a nice looking dock. Yeah, but yeah, but PS <laughs> yeah, the, like that was the, the NBA because again, once I saw Zion Williamson in the sweat, I was like, you know what? Like I might not play this immediately, but I want to have the system just in case I get the urge to play it. So that's a totally different game. And then the Madden, I don't know if you saw the, the news this week, but Madden, of course, is new as well. And it hasn't come out yet. It's going to be December 4th, I think it is. But now they use the NFL next-gen stats to accurately – Stop. You know, stop. No, they, they, they accurately no, say, like, yo, like when Tyreek Hill accelerates, he actually accelerates shut, like this. Shut so up. They, they use the next-gen stats to, like, make people accelerate and decelerate fast. No way. Yeah, they, 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 all, yeah. right, all right. All right. All right. All right. So when the video – when the reviews – like the IGN reviews come out on right. on YouTube, I gotta be all over them and, so, and like and like hope I hit one of these like three TD parlays. Yeah, so I'm I'm just telling you right now, I'm thinking our boy Maz is gonna go very high <laughs> on this. Darn it, man! I thought I was <laughs> I, I thought I was cured. Yeah, and no. then I saw like I literally was like I gasped when I saw that like trailer for like the next gen. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? 
Like, I, I mean, like, supposedly, like, they never had kids in the crowd. Now they got kids in the crowd. Those crowds look insane. Those, <laughs> like, those, like, those crowds look insane. Like, it, like, like, I'm, like, I'll tell you right now, I'll probably buy that within the next week or so. Okay. And I'll give you a full review after Thanksgiving. Yes. But yeah, but these, yeah, like, these, like, like the crowds in the background and stuff, like, that stuff looked insane. Do you think, <laughs> like, you, like, like, a, like, like a ham and egger will be able to, to score one of these in two months? Yeah, and two oh two months definitely after okay. Christmas after Christmas no doubt. Okay. Um. Now you've got it. You kind of just got to time it right and kind of get lucky. Okay. Because um, like now now it's out. Everybody's like looking for it. Okay. Um. But you can. I mean. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you if you you know if you got the if you got the right hour on the right day, you can probably get lucky and get okay. Right now, whatever. But yeah, after Christmas, that won't be a problem. That won't be a problem. You know, it's not a problem getting rid of that dead weight on the Sixers roster. <laughs> thanks to Daryl Morey, it's a beautiful day when you can. Get off of work, go get something to eat, come back, and in that time from the time you, Gristomingo, put your phone down. Yes, like I literally went to have dinner. I think at at five o'clock, mm-hmm. almost a little like five on the button. I get back to my phone. It's five thirteen, and I see ten. I literally sat down once they once. Because because I got the Woj notifications on, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I literally just missed this, and I want to say you're welcome for me eating dinner at the right time for this to happen. But man, like I don't like there are there are layers to this, Roy, and like obviously the main one is getting rid of an expensive player who doesn't fit, and 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 I think in in his project plan, the Sixers project plan, Daryl Moore was like, okay. This is this is step one. Get rid of Al Horford, and and I thought it would take at a haul, but a little a, a little significant, like a little bit of assets plus players to get rid of them. And frankly, it didn't take too much. And you got a player back, and you didn't have to take the equal amount of salary. So for me, it's like three for three. <laughs> Yeah, so the, it's the Sixers, the Philadelphia's long national nightmare is over. The four-year, one hundred nine million dollars contract that we all love to hate is now. So gone. is the uh, so is the Horford family's uh, uh, yeah personal health. So so is, so is the Horford family. Um, Al Horford, um, the number thirty-four pick, and a top six protected twenty twenty-five number one pick, lightly protected as uh, as Woj would say, and uh, the the, the stasher, <laughs> the Euro stash. Vasily Michich, all traded to Oklahoma City for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. As Chris said, not only do you get a player back, we well, get two players, um, but Danny Green is the is the much more functional player. Um, but you also save $25 million in payroll and luxury taxes. So basically, Darren Murray just paid for himself. Um, you know, yeah. within, you know, 15 minutes of, 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 you know, of wheeling and dealing yesterday. And, um, oh, and also Roy, this, like Danny Green's only on, uh, like under contract for another year for, for this year. So I yeah, mean, Danny, like yeah. you are, you basically cleared in, theoretically next year, $30 million. Yeah. So Danny Green's off the books again, the only, only books for this year. I think Ferguson's only off the, off the books this year as well. Um, so again, just like that, again, before the draft, Sixers making huge moves um, that got Sixers Twitter in a tizzy. One of the few things we could all agree on is that we all wanted that Al Horford contract to be gone. And gone it was. So we were feeling good. We're feeling good. But he wasn't done deal wheeling and dealing. Daryl Morey still had another ace up the sleeve. I literally was in bed. I was in bed. I watched the pick. I watched the 36 pick. No, it wasn't the 36 pick. It was the 36 pick. I thought, I oh, the did you watch this on television? 100%. Yeah, right, no, so, I yeah, no, like sorry, sorry for the uh, sidebar. Uh the ESPN NBA draft is terrible. Like I, I mean I'm at, like I'm absolutely sick of the sob stories. Like I, I I mean like I like I really this should be a celebration and I understand you're trying to like keep it like genuine, but like keep, cool it. Like I, I mean you <laughs> you could go in and say, yo, who's your favorite Fortnite character? If there is one, I don't know. Like, like what's your favorite PS4 game? Or, or like play that dumb game on like on television where you're like, who are these 90s folks? Is it like Destiny's Child <laughs> or, or 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 like Envo? Don't like I I mean like for me it just and one the people that were on there I'm, I'm not a fan of. It's just it was just I don't know. It, it it was it was not my liking. So I just turned on like I just literally because Woj was like eight picks ahead of them. So I I, I mean I, I just followed it there. Yeah, like the, the coverage, like it's not 
I'm not the biggest fan of it, but there's literally no other options on TV. Oh, no, um, because the NBA TV one was infinitely worse. Now, were they live or no? Yes, yes. And, oh, they and, were live. I didn't by the turning. Because, of course, they had uh, draft expert Chris Webber talking about Oh, this. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, because I watched the NBA TV recap today, which was awful. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I'm, there's no way. But, yeah, there's, there's no, like, the, the, the NBA, I don't know why it's not as good as it got not better. Um, but again, even with the NFL draft, like the ESPN was heavy on the sob stories. Yeah. So I think that's just their thing. Um, which again, like I don't, you know, this is the happiest day in most of these dudes' lives. Like I don't necessarily need yeah. that. No, no, make um, it playful. Like I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I don't like. There's just a better way to display that. But nonetheless, like I, I mean, it was nice seeing players I'd never seen before. I had no idea who the hell Patrick Williams was until Patrick Williams was drafted. So yeah, I still, still don't know who he is really. But no, but. I was watching the coverage. I like I was I, I went to bed because I'm like it was the third, it was the second round. I'm like, it's 10 30 or 11, whatever <laughs> it was. I was like, I'm not standing up to watch, you know, you know, dude from Vanderbilt Vanderbilt North or whatever get drafted. <laughs> I see the pick and I'm like, all right, Tyler Bay, all right, whatever, like that. And then immediately Woj comes on screen and says, Yo, Sixers trading this John and Josh Richardson to the Mavericks <laughs> for Seth Curry. Not to be used with Steph. Curry. Not to be confused with Steph Curry, but they are brothers. They both shoot like crazy. And Seth Curry fills a need that the Sixers have long had. Again, a straight up dead eye shooter that you don't have to worry about. Someone who can sp- spread the floor and give room to both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to operate. And again, this isn't just like a, oh, he's like a fur con cork moss. No, this dude's a yeah. shooter shooter. No, no, 45% for me, last year. Like he, he scares defenses. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that was the thing mm-hmm. about the Sixers last year. None of their shooters scared anyone. No one was no one was running to challenge the shot. They were like, I, I mean, having a Seth Curry opens the floor up for everyone. I, I mean, would you like no. more? Sure. But I mean, Steph, like Seth Curry, you'll have guys running off screens for them. Like, I don't know. You'll have guys closing hard for him, which kind of opens it up for like, I mean, for him to like penetrate. Like he's an okay penetrator. Like Okay. I, I I thought he was more standstill, but he he's got a little dribble in his game. But I, I mean, however you use him, start him coming off the bench. You he's one of the few guys here that you think could get thirty on a night. He really is because like that's still even with all these moves they made, that's still what they're missing. And like I, no, and and I said like before before the Horford trade, they were probably the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. After all these trades, probably the fifth best team in this conference, but they're a lot better. Like, which is weird to say, but that shows you how how deep the East is this year. Yeah. So Seth Curry's here. Josh Richardson's gone again. You know, best wishes to you, Josh Richardson. Not only that, again, this frees up some more money because Seth Curry makes less money than Josh Richardson. So this frees up a couple million off the cap, a couple million off the luxury tax. So again, Daryl Morey paying for himself with these moves. But again, he wasn't done with that because he also made a couple of draft picks. At number 21, Sixers did not trade up or trade down. They settled on Tyrese Maxey, the 6'3 combo guard from the University of Kentucky, which, again, made a lot of people in Sixers Twitter happy. Again, I haven't seen this unified sense of happiness in a long time from a fan base that can can be can be miserable and turn upon itself yes. at times. Uh, but I haven't seen those people like that united in a long, long time. Um, you're, you, had a, you had talked to me about Tyrese Maxey before the draft, so what, what are your thoughts on that pick? I like to be like, I like to cool the expectations on rookies, especially in the twenties, because they they rarely they rarely hit. So like, I, I mean, is it nice to like have the thought of like a like a semi creative, bouncy guy, like a bouncy wing who can shoot a little bit? Sure, but I, I mean, like, do you think he even do you think he's a rotation player this year? Back end of the rotation. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he's probably. Uh, yeah, he's back in the European yeah, guy. Yeah, Depending no, like, on what you do a point guard, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's just like it's cute that like people get their horns up about the like the NBA draft, but I just can't because I I know the success factor a lot of these guys, even even top ten picks barely crack rotations in their rookie year. So I I, I mean I know he went to Kentucky. I know he, he trains with LeBron and Ben Simmons, whatever the hell that means. But let's I mean, he'll probably get some burn in the preseason if there is a preseason. And, I, I mean, let's go from there. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I don't, like, want, and definitely this is not, like, 
not ever like and, and we see with Matisse Thibel, he he started like gangbusters and for what the like 40 the like like the 40 percent of the rest of the time he wasn't that good yeah so i i think i mean look he like best case scenario he probably you know probably battles out shake milton for some minutes to get at your backup point guard spot he's like your best case scenario he's probably like your ninth tenth guy i mean again it's gonna be hard for him to crack because again you have seth Curry. i mean he's a combo guard but you have seth Curry and you have danny green and you have shake milton and you have ben like you have you have other guards like you have guys who are capable dudes um so yes yeah, so i'm not sure how much how much you're gonna see out of tyrese max again unless he comes into camp and just goes gangbusters yeah but not again, impossible a, not impossible but i think it's I, I think it's unlikely yeah it's probably probably unlikely uh he's a you know good finisher and attacker you can attack the basket a little bit um good body control like you said he might be the best dude to to take the ball to the basket on the finish around the rim he might be the That's best not a good the thing um at doing at doing that um didn't shoot well from deep in his one year at kentucky 29.2 but he shot 83.3% from the line. So I don't think it's a matter of his form. I think it's a matter of either shot selection and just kind of, you know, getting more focus on the shot. I don't know if you saw, there's a couple of videos of, of him floating around on the internet last night. There was that one that was like seven minutes long where it showed him uh, shooting 2,000 shots a day. I don't know if you saw that video. Yeah, yeah no. Um, like, I, I mean, like, he seems like an impressive kid. I, I, I mean, I just, I just, because every year, especially Sixers Twitter, because they, they like to get excited about the most, obnoxious menial things ever like i i, I mean like remember all the I, I know he almost died but like i, I mean like what is, what is zaire smith done oh uh, yeah and again i guess i guess he's in that that wing rotation too but who, who the heck knows? you would think <laughs> that a guy who's been in the league for two years would be more of a playable guy than tyrese maxley but who i don't know Nah, no, nah, he's not. Um, one one other thing about Tyrese Maxey again, he looks like the, looks to be a pretty good defender. Um, and again, on, on a team with some good defenders, you know, it's another nice little piece to have. Um, but Tyrese Maxey again probably won't play a lot this year. But again, he's a nice little you know developmental piece. Yeah, I've seen multiple comparisons to to Lou Williams. If he's Lou Williams light, I mean, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. Because um, Lou Williams <laughs> is a crazy is a crazy good scorer. Um, so like I don't know if he's that level. But again, Tyrese Maxey right now more of a scorer than a shooter. But again. You know, you, like if you're if you're if at any point in the season you're relying on Tyrese Max, it's probably a problem. Yeah, no, probably. yeah, no. Like and like, everyone reasonable knows you're you're only gonna get as far as, as your vets and mm-hmm. and with the moves you made for like with Horford and and shedding some salary with, with with Richardson. Now you have some flexibility to to do some things with with that mid level exception or or a right. trade or or, or, or something. No, you're you're absolutely right, and um and the Sixers again, we're not done with the Maxi uh, deal. They got two more draft picks: Isaiah Joe at forty nine, Paul Reed at fifty eight. Isaiah Joe was the shooting guard from Arkansas. Who there was a report earlier, um in draft week that said the Sixers had promised Isaiah Joe, um earlier in the summer, way back to August, they made a promise to him. Um, they weren't sure whether that promise was at twenty one or at thirty four. The Sixers wound up getting him at forty nine, uh, which again is good value for the Sixers. It appears to be good value for him. Um, didn't shoot well last season, but but again, a lot of people are saying he's a first round talent who can shoot. Jury remains to be seen. Again, as we all, as Chris and I will always tell you, any dudes taken in the second round, if these dudes hit. You just you're just lucky at this point. I don't like, know. Like I would love to know what the odds. Like I don't know. Like like if you put this on 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 DraftKings or something. Like I, I mean, odds that Tyrese Maxey becomes an all star. What, what do you think of that plus an all star? Yes. Oh God. Ten percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and I would say rotational player thirty. Maybe not even ten. Maybe like maybe like eight percent. Maybe like eight percent. So rotation. I, I think like, I think Tyrese Max is going to be a rotation player. No, so no, really no. Will. Like like a high end, like a not a star, but a mm-hmm. high end rotational player. What is that? Twenty five percent. I might go thirty, but yeah. Okay. See that's second, I, I, I second round weird. dudes. I, oh no, yeah. they're like five. Yeah, these second round dudes are like. I think yeah. it's like twenty percent chance they stick after a couple of years. So I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, not all guys turn into Robert Covington, y'all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Covington and Manu Ginobili and Katino Mobley and dudes like that. Like they just don't. It just doesn't happen like that. Like they just don't stick. Lou Williams, they don't stick like that. Like that's not how it works. Um. So yeah, if Isaiah Joe or Paul Reed again, the uh, the forward from DePaul. Um, who averaged 10, 15 and 10 as a junior. If one of them, one of them 
becomes a functional rotation player within the next three years, then that's a win. All right. That's mm-hmm. a win for, for, for Joe oh. and, and for Paul. All in all, again, we can't really, I mean, we're not going to do the grade the draft thing because it's even in the NBA, it's really crazy. Yeah. To do it. In the NFL, you can kind of do it. The NBA is really crazy to do it. That being said, I think the Sixers had a pretty decent draft night. Again, forget the trades for a second. Given where they were with those draft picks, I think they got three talented guys. Yeah. I'll yeah. give it a B. <laughs> yeah. It's a B. I think B, B, Bleacher Report gave it a B plus. Yeah, but no, like this. they didn't reach. They 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 targeted guys that fit. I, I, I mean, I think the upside on these guys is is it high? I mean, maybe Maxi a little bit, but like like I wouldn't be shocked if like the finished product of Tyrese Maxi is just like a little better than what he is now. I I would yeah I I would I would agree with that so yeah so Sixers good night with the draft um you know the, the draft by and large again seemed to kind of go to form more or less Anthony Edwards the guy who kid the kid who doesn't like basketball went number one to the Minnesota Timberwolves which is always a good sign when you say yeah, I don't really like basketball um, James Wiseman goes to Golden State which we'll talk about Golden State in a second and Lamelo Ball goes to the Charlotte Hornets which means um, Lonzo Ball's father and the king of the big baller brand himself can go one-on-one with Michael Jordan in that basketball game that, that he swears he swears he can beat MJ in. I would like to see that more than probably more than this Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight. How about you? You know what I'm glad about is finally the Charlotte Hornets got like a relevant player because they've had they haven't had a relevant player in since they become like since they well, become Kemba. Yeah, but he was never sexy. Like I, oh, okay. I mean All right, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, like I mean LaMelo Ball is a set like like you'll actually yeah. see this dude on like a commercial. Like right. I, I mean, because man, the Hornets, Hornets 2.0 has been crap. One of the most irrelevant franchises in sports, like like yeah. since they came back to Charlotte, it, it, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, you're right. You're right. I, I, but again, I still want to see Levar Ball one on one with MJ, big baller brand versus Jordan Brand um, <laughs> on the court in Charlotte. Very excited to see that. Um, other NBA news again. We're not going to grade other teams' draft picks because we have no idea who these guys are. But there's been plenty of there's plenty of other NBA news to talk about. Most importantly, Clay Thompson suffered a season-ending Achilles tear by while working out earlier this week. He's going to be out for the 2020-2021 season, which is you know a terrible break for him because he missed last season. Yeah, with an with an ACL tear. So prayers up to to Kelly uh, to uh, Clay Thompson. Um, again, hopefully he can return and you know the, the Warriors can can be the the Warriors team that that you know. We That's why I can't get over people seeing windows. The window, like the Warriors' window, is shut. Yeah, I'm about to say it's, it's probably done. It's yeah. probably done. All because, because of injuries. Again. So that's why, yeah. like, people want to say, oh, you have X amount of window with Joel Embiid or, or Ben Simmons. No, you don't. You, like, you can own, like, realistically, you can only plan, what, two, three years ahead? Maybe that. At the at the most three years, yeah. At the most, you can play in three years. That's other than that, yeah. Like I don't care. Like I don't know. I don't know how long that extension uh, that that Joe all signed. I don't know when it runs out. It doesn't matter. I don't know how long Ben's gonna sign. Like it, none of that matters. Like all you know right now is that those dudes right today are healthy, and you need to make a run as soon as possible and get this team in position yeah. as soon as possible to make a run. Which is why what Daryl Morey did on Thursday on Thursday on Wednesday was incredible. Again. You get rid of dudes who don't fit, and you get a couple of dudes who fit better. Because again, that gives you a better chance. But like you said, if you look at it, I get it. The let's see, the Bucks are better, the Nets are better, the Celtics are argue, better, the Celtics are better. You can argue that the Raptors are better, the Heat are better. You can argue that the Heat are better. I mean, like at some point you're, you're parsing things or whatever. But at some point, you know, like no matter what you do, right? Like right now, you're like you're still fifth or sixth in the league, but. You're in a better position to make moves. Oh no! Like oh no! Like and and one, you make it a little more attractive (coughs) to players where like they're not seeing a cluster F. Like I don't know. Like and and, and one, you you can't like if if Darren Moore can get rid of Al Horford, who was not really a functional player last year, and I know he makes a lot of money. What's to say he can't get rid of Tobias Harris? Because really, like I I mean, like that like. Like I think he'll end up being on the team this year, but I, I mean, like at some point, like I, I mean, because Tobias Harris is probably like the, the last, like it, is that one thing that's preventing you from getting another star without yeah. having to give up Ben and Joe, which I, which 
I'm just kind of reading like in between the lines. It seems like he's he's gonna give this this duo another shot and and, uh, build, yeah. and build around it and say okay, like and 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 I think that's the right thing is like we're gonna give you every avenue to succeed. And if you don't succeed, you're never you can't blame any you can't blame Daryl, you can't blame Doc or the coaching staff. You can only blame yourself, which no, like which yeah. I agree with. Like you got like like this off season you got wherever you want to rank Doc, but you got a top six, seven, eight coach in the league. Um, you got guys who fit better with your stars, your stars on this team. Like you, you have guys, you know, who are who are shooters who are going to fit fit better with this team. You're probably going to get another, you know, backup big, and you're probably going to get like another creator. Like you're you're going to get other, you know, moderate, you know, moderate pieces to kind of <laughs> augment the team that you have now. Basically, this offseason is is like you're going to put these two dudes in the best position you possibly can you possibly could have this offseason and see how it goes. Because, again, I think you owe it to him. You owe it to Ben, ben and Joe. Say, yeah, let me get you a couple shooters. Let me get you a better coach. Let me get you, a, like, a better bench and not have to, you know, rely on Furkan Korkmaz and Mike Scott. To score yeah. I mean, let, me give you a, let me give you some ancillary pieces, and let's see how that works. And if that doesn't work, then let's see what we can do. Well, like, then, then – Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. We still haven't even addressed the elephant in the room. Ben. I, I well, mean, like, uh, I, I mean – I hate to say it, Roy, but none of this, none of this really matters. Like it, 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 in the whole scheme of winning a championship, unless he takes the, he takes the next step. Period. I'm sorry. Right. Like I mean, you can like and, and and you can put away all these. Oh, that Covington lineup. Like I don't know, 1,200 minutes looked great. That that team didn't do jack in the playoffs, <laughs> and we're only talking about the playoffs at this point. So I, I mean, like all, all this is nice, and it's not even putting lipstick on a pig, but. You're, it's all window dressing, and until that dude gets get like gets his like takes care of his mentals, because really, like like it's all a mental thing, or like he needs to break through. No, I asked myself this: if, if all right, you get to see the Philadelphia uh, wishing well, and, mm-hmm. and and you get to make one wish, and it has a. 65% chance of it becoming true, but you only get one wish. What okay. what do you wish for? Ben Simmons taking the next step or Carson Wentz uh, recovering his, his mojo? When you say recovering his mojo, you mean recovering it for the rest of his career? Yes. It's a very good question. My my answer is Carson Wentz because quarterback is like vitally important. Um, like if you have a good quarterback, like you in, you in the mix all the time. Okay. So if Carson Wentz becomes 2017 Carson Wentz for the next – five, six, seven years or whatever, then the Eagles are going to be good for five, six, seven years. Okay. Like, period. Play play. Like Ben Simmons, like that's cute or whatever. Like, yeah, you take a couple shots. Like that's cute or whatever. Like, I don't know what that means with the Nets. Like, I don't know what that means with, with the Bucks. Like you put, you put Drew Holiday on his, on his Bucks team with Chris Middleton and Giannis. That's a really, that's a really good team. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how much Ben Simmons shooting the ball at 35%. I don't know how much that is. That's going to do to, to have them help them knock off all these other teams. Yeah, no, no, you're right, and 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 like like that's why like it's cute that like they surrounded the players, but you know who needs to step the the heck up? The players, like like Ben, like this is a referendum on Ben and Joe, man. Like they yeah. got you, they got you what you wanted: spacing, yep. shooters. Yep. Let me ask you a question, and we'll we'll leave off on this. Yep. So they got Danny Green. They got Seth Curry. I assume they might bring in another shooter, but if even if not, that's fine. They'll probably maybe bring in another creator. Does this make Ben, and again, you got to go inside of his, his mentals for a little bit. Does this make Ben, and I saw this on Twitter, does this make him more or less inclined to shoot? Because if he's got shooters around him, does he feel the pressure to shoot anymore? I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I thought of it. And I was like, ah, you know what? Like, if he's got a dude, he can. He knows he can kick it out to who can knock it down. And that no, is I kind of, He's kind no, of got I, two of them. No, I think Doc is like Doc's not going to fall for this jack, this stuff. Like I, <laughs> I, I mean, this might have worked with all due respect to like Kevin Young and, and Brett Brown, but this isn't going to work with like I mean, like this dude has a pedigree. Like I, I, and that's why I think like they need to see what Ben Simmons is mentally and and be to a point. What they're meant like? Do they have the mentals to be to like not just like act like they're like the like the cornerstones is be the cornerstones yeah no no you know you're right i got just like i'm just 
you know, trying to figure out what's going on in Ben's mind is a little weird. Oh, no, so, oh, oh, no. Don't think that, like, New Era, I, I'm not going to just lament every time this dude doesn't take a shot. It's over. Like, I, I mean, like, people will unfollow me or mute me. Follow me, unfollow me or mute me. Because, like, it's over, dude. Like, I, I, I mean, like, people want to hold, like, Carson Wentz accountable. Let's hold, you know what, let's hold all the star players accountable. Because that's what they are. They're stars. 1,000%. That's a good way to leave it off because, again, we're going to take a break. And on the other side, we'll talk about another star player. We have to talk about player. that guy. We do. There's another star player we need to hold accountable on the local football team. You know his name. We'll get into that on the other side. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line. Alongside Chris Domingo, I'm Roy Burton. Segment number two, another superstar. We need to figure out what's going on in his mentals. Is one Carson J. Wentz. Carson Wentz lost to the New York Football Giants this past Sunday, 27-17. to 17. As I the called it, loss, baby. As, as you called it, called it. As you, as you called it, the first loss to the New York Giants <laughs> since 2016. They were, what, was it 0-7 or 0-8? They were the Giants. 0-8. 0-8. 0-8 to the Eagles. Eagles laid an egg for the second week in a row, or second second time they played the Giants in a row. The Philadelphia Eagles allowed Daniel Jones just to run a rough shot on them um, on the same exact play, no less. Um, Daniel Jones runs it in for a 32-yard touchdown, um, one of three rushing touchdowns by the Giants um, on Sunday um, against a defensive line that's getting paid $17 billion a year to stop, stop guys running the ball. Wayne Gallman had two, and Daniel Jones had one. We got to talk about this quarterback first, though, because there's a lot of blame being pointed at a lot of different people. My thought is that it's on the coach, but there's a lot again. There's but no one's no one's blameless in all this, and it's clear that Carson Wentz, his decision making or lack thereof, or gambling or lack thereof, whatever that Carson Wentz, whatever that thing that he had in 2017, isn't there anymore. Oh no, and, no, no. I like that themes for sure, Roy. You know what? This yeah. is the mentals show because okay. you know what? Like because we like at some point we gotta like ask: Is Carson Wentz mentally like in like mentally in? Is he tough? Mentally tough? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I like I hate using that mentally tough word, but like uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear no, you. but like damn it! Like I mean, being a quarterback's hard. I understand mm-hmm. that, but you know what? The perks of being a quarterback are. It, it might be the best parts you can get of uh, of any of any position in sports because when you're good you you own you own your you own your city own it yep. like I mean yep. like you we don't say this for Fletcher Cox or, or like Brandon Graham like I no. mean in 2017 Car, like we were literally wanted to make statues of Carson Wentz after like eight games because mm-hmm. that's how good those eight games were but I, I mean. Like I mean, and now the problem is Roy. He's not like he's not making plays. Like like, and I understand. Like I think he's conflicted. I know, and I think he's kind of like he's he. Like I I think some some executive kind of like anonymous things. Like I think he feels mentally defeated. And and I I I'll say it, Roy. The Jalen Hurts thing is not isn't isn't it it is it not a factor. You think Jalen Hurts, the, the the just the appearance of Jalen Hurts on the sideline, you think that that's a a major factor in the way Carson Wentz is playing this year? I uh, no, I, I think it was the cat, the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I think okay. for the last couple of years, I mean things are coming out, and Brandon Graham even addressed it. So obviously it's not a thing of, of practicing. It seems like I don't know, but I've been saying this for two years. When you have the same group of dudes that won a Super Bowl. They think they can cut corners. Like I, I mean, like you're not going to get the same hungry dudes. And and it's been doc. It, it it's been mentioned too many times where I think these dudes are still living off Jan- February 4, twenty eighteen. 
where they think they can just flip that quarter that that Super Bowl switch and everything miraculously happens. And for the last couple of years, it did. But you know what? They didn't pay their electric bill this year. But here's the thing, right? Because again, like I like you know we keep you know we keep going back to that. But here's the thing. Carson, like, wouldn't Carson want to be the one to to want to be want to prove the most out of all those? Like, like, because again, he was on the team, but he wasn't on the team. Like, he wasn't the guy to push them over the finish line in 2018. Like, he was on the sidelines watching Nick Foles do it. Wouldn't you think that Carson Wentz would be like, "Hey, man, I need to go 200 percent because I need to show everybody that I'm really that dude and I was that I could have done that if I was still there." Why would wouldn't you Carson go- Wentz? Oh, sorry. Why would you go 200% for an organization that doesn't go 200% for you? That's, I, I, I guess I can't argue that. I no, guess I I, no I because, like, I, I mean, how we can spin this Jalen Hurts thing a million ways, but you don't make that pick unless you have even a little bit of doubt that Carson's the dude. Like, I, right. I mean, you just don't. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and like, and, and one, it's it just for, like, every year it's something. Like and some of it's not Carson's doing. I, I mean, like the anonymous, like like the, just the endless Nick Foles nonsense. Like I, I mean, like I just think he's just like just 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 fit to be tied with like kind of everything. And sometimes you wonder. It's like I don't think the dude's like permanently broke, but is he permanently? But is he permanently broke here? It's pretty close to it. I think I think it's pretty close to that point. Again, we'll find out. Like, or ask, or, me, ask or, me that question in January. Or or, or, a a side, or or a sidebar. Is he permanently detached from this coaching staff? Yeah, like, I think this this regime is probably the like you said like this regime is he broke from this machine? I, this regime, I'd say he's probably like eighty five percent there. Um, but like you said, there's been so much noise because again, he's been hurt, and then the team's been hurt. And then you had the locker room snitch. And then you got, you know, all the stuff going on, you know, now with the, the bad practice habits. And then drafting Jalen Hurts. Brett Favre. Then, Brett Favre. And then Brett Favre. <laughs> well, Brett Favre. But then, and then the guys you draft just just, just flat out stink. Um, so you have, like, so there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And, you know, and again, Doug Peterson's not doing him any favor. You know, Frank Reich leaving and Doug Peterson calling plays and these plays stink. Like, there's a whole but, lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but, no, like, like, I understand Doug, like, is, like, one of the least creative coaches. He's basically Matt Nagy East, but mm-hmm. he wasn't that creative last year. But you no. know, but Carson executed the plan with with less talent. He was throwing the Deontay Burnett. I, I mean, like yeah. like like pre Giants killer Boston Scott. So mm-hmm. I like like that's why when people want to push back, Doug's not doing his job. I know, or or like, and maybe he did it a little bit last year, but he was he hasn't been created like. To be honest, a lot of the creativity was Frank Reich. This this offense is just bland. Like I, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of motion. There's not a lot of scheming guys open. Like someone said it best. They're expecting too much out of their wide receivers to be to beat their man. Like there's no like way to like and getting open is hard. Like it's and, hard, and like, buddy. like and Doug Peterson isn't doing his receivers any favors by like not scheming them open. We're like. I watch, I watch a lot of football because, frankly, that's the only thing to do at this point. We're like, you see guys on other teams that aren't even receivers that are even that good. They're open. And maybe it's because their coach is getting them open. That's the thing. It's like, and like, we talk about this, you know, when we're talking about the sixes. But, again, like you see other teams and you see other plays. And, again, like these teams don't don't seem that much overly talented than, than the Eagles. I mean, I know the Eagles have some – Lack of talent on, on the offensive side of the ball, but these teams aren't overly more the more talents that much more talented than the Eagles, and these dudes get open. Like these third string, like Andy Isabella gets open. Like these, like these third string dudes, these fourth string dudes, they get open. Yeah. How come these dudes can't get open? Yeah, no, I, I like I, I mean, and, and I think like last Sunday was the perfect example that the coaching staff is lacking because a first year coach Joe Judge and their defensive coordinator Patrick Graham and. And, and 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 Mr. Clapping himself, Jason Garrett, every, in all phases, outcoached this outcoached the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it wasn't even like they just were two steps ahead. And but it's starting to get to Roy where like just just this is why head coaches don't last ten years anymore. Like I, I mean, look at Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn got to like a Super Bowl four years ago, and. And he was, and well, one, did they just suck for a couple of years? But like, 
it's not like it's not meant for a lot of these coaches to last 10 years. And right. and maybe Doug being here seven years is par for the course. I don't know. But Doug's best strength throughout this regime has been his his ability to reach the players to dig in and kind of like bear down. Mm-hmm. I think that's lost because yeah. there are so many times you can tell it is the bear down where yeah. they just like, say, come on, bro. I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think like, I know. Again, we saw this at the end of, end of the Ray Rhodes era. It's like, dude, it's like a family. Like, I, I, I know the stories. You've told these stories, you know, 17 times. I get it. It was like, with the same thing with Doug. It's like, we've already done the dog mask. We've already done the ski mask. Like, we're not like, I know, backs against the wall. You know, all we got <laughs> is wear us, a all mask. Stuff. Like, no, it's like, like yeah. yeah, no. And, and like, I don't think it's an indictment on Doug, but I think just human nature, you get tired mm-hmm. of hearing the same noise. Yeah, you just get tired. Like after a while, you just get tired. Of, like no matter how much you like your boss, like if you guys aren't doing having success, you just get tired of your boss. And you know I mean? think, and, and and there's nothing like, and there's there've been too many stories that have been written that maybe this quarterback gets too much preferential treatment, and he doesn't, and, and he's not worthy of it. Right. Well, clearly, he's not worthy of it. You can see his play on his play on the field. Yeah, he's been awful, man. No, he's, he's been, been no awful. like for, for through every test, the eye test like QBR rating, he's been arguably one of the five worst quarterbacks all season. No, that, like when you, you can't, yeah. you, you can't have that. Yeah. When you told me, when you first said, yo, is Daniel Jones better? I was like, I don't know. And I thought about it. I was like, you can, you can have the discussion. Like you could really have the discussion. Who's playing better. Could you imagine right having this conversation last year where you're no, like, no. yeah, I think I'd rather have Daniel Jones than, and, and like, I don't know, but all this is like, a culmination. This is the perfect storm of coaching, just endless bad personnel decisions. I, I mean, I hate like leaving Howie off the because like the current events is let's focus in on the quarterback not being good and the coach not being good. But really, right. the number one hit throughout like like that should be the number one hit of like this regime right now is Howie Roseman is just botched all Every la- layer of personnel, whether it's the draft, no one's talking about how disastrous free la- last year's free agency was. Jesus, I mean, like, oh, yeah, no. Roby Coleman and Javon Hargrave is literally looking like the biggest free agent bust of the entire NFL. Yeah, no, we need Darren Moore to move that contract. That's that's a deal we need to really need to move. All that said, the Eagles are in first place, and all that said, no matter what happens on Sunday, the Eagles will still be in first place, which is pretty impressive considering how bad they've been. This year, the Eagles head to Cleveland to face the Browns this weekend. Eagles are three-point underdogs in Cleveland because the Browns, quite frankly, aren't that good themselves. They're six and three, but their point differential is basically the same as the Eagles. Um, they're at negative twenty-eight, um, which is kind of impressive when you're six and three. The Eagles are relatively healthy. We'll, we'll get into the, the guys who are not going to probably not going to play this week in a second. But the Eagles are relatively healthy. The Browns are just the Browns, and they're kind of banged up. No Odell Beckham. I want to be optimistic. No, stop it. Okay. All right, fine, fine. The Browns stink. The the Eagles <laughs> gave up 150 rushing yards to Daniel Jones oh, and Wayne, yeah. and, and uh, Wayne Gallman. You know who they played in it? Uh, probably the best running attack in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah. one of the best lines in the NFL. So <laughs> I would so I would activate uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in fantasy football. Like no, like I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It's going to be an ugly game. They won. The Browns won 10 to 7. They stink. But they don't stink as much as the Eagles. The Eagles just just are wretched. (laughs) They like (laughs) like they are. And like and and you see it every week. No one is capable on the offense or the defense to make a play. Like and and I hate to single out Darius Lake because he's been pretty good this year. But but like like you see a James Bradbury where they target like they're like we're going to James Bradbury, stupid decision. But like I don't know like, but James Bradbury makes a play. On, on the other side, Daniel Jones like throws a really good ball to Darius Slayton. Slayton, Slayton doesn't make the play. I, I, I mean like like that's why and it, and it's been a theme for three years. They don't have playmakers or, or like the guys that are supposed to be their playmakers aren't. No, you're right. Like they like when you need a, a big stop on third down, when you need somebody to make get an interception, you know, to 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 you know, you bail your offense out. Like they don't have those guys who make those plays. They don't. Yeah, they no, don't. and and like I don't know, like I don't want to bring up 2017, but like guys that like they're just dudes that stepped up. 
like Nelly stepped up. Mm-hmm. Bradham stepped up. Chris Long had like six, like like set, like 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 fumble, like like I don't like know, strip, sacks. Yeah, strip, yeah, yeah. yeah, strip sacks. Like obviously Brandon Graham. Like I, I mean, and even Rasul. Like you, and I don't know whether it's ah, uh, I don't know if it's the personnel or the coaches or or it's everything. We're like these dudes aren't coached because I uh, whenever I see uh, like like a deflected pass, I get PTSD because I'm like they're not gonna get it. No, like, no they're just not either they're not near the ball or they're not near it enough to make a play. No, no, you you know when you see a deflected pass, like you should you should be thankful because they, they barely get their hands on the ball. <laughs> so they deflect the pass. This is a miracle. It's like, oh, you touched the football. Because otherwise you never touch the football. Like you don't pick it off. It's like, you know, like you barely break up passes. You either like get the passes overthrown or underthrown, or you get it caught on you. So I mean, like that's a that's almost a that's almost a gift if they actually getting hand on the ball. But like, yeah, you're never gonna. I mean, but but remember all the the places where they started drives for it. They were at the ten yard line half the time. The ten yard (laughs) line, the fifteen yard line. It's like, dude, it's like you're not gonna with this (laughs) offense. You're not gonna drive the ball eighty five yards. You're not. No, but even on a good team, you're not. Like I mean, you need like there's no complimentary football. We're like, yo, like I don't know, and 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 hell, say say the defense. Like I don't know, gives you a turnover. What's what's the guarantee you're going to score? Right, man. Very yeah, very very little. <laughs> God, Again. that guy for the Sixers. Yeah, unless like unless it's like the Niners game where like they give you a pick six. You know, yes, so. no, but like that was Nick Mullins. That was a right. bad. Like I, I mean, like so we got it. Like only when we play backups, you couldn't even do it to to the Nooch. Yeah, to the, yeah, to the, you couldn't do it to the Nooch. You couldn't do it to the most turnover turnover years quarterback that's not named Carson Wentz <laughs> in the world, uh, Daniel Jones. Um, so yeah, I, I got I got no help. Um, one last thing before we get off the Eagles, um, Eagles going to be probably a little shorthanded. Um, JJ Arthega Whiteside reportedly tested positive for COVID nineteen this week. Um, he, uh, Corey Clement, and Vinny Curry are all on the reserve COVID nineteen list. Deontay Burnett is on the practice squad version of that. So I, I assume JJ is probably going to be inactive anyway. So like I don't know if that's going to matter to his status. But Corey Clement again and Vinny Curry. I mean, those are two guys in your rotation. Um, who may not be there on Sunday again? It gives you a little, it makes you a little bit more shorthanded against the, uh, the the Cleveland Browns. That said, welcome to Philadelphia, Jordan Howard, who is back. It might be your running back, um, your backup running back. Um, once he kind of clears, you know, all his protocols and things like that. Chris Domingo very excited about that because there's nothing that says excitement and bring dudes back from 2018 because that's what that's what it's all about <laughs> remember that that press conference where howie said yo we got to turn the page or we got to get younger he is so full of stuff <laughs> like you can't find another soul that's that that could tote the rock for a week dude this is 11 weeks in the season they, they they finally brought in the running back i mean like i don't even know if he's looking man yeah he's not even trying like you've never, you never you didn't even bother bringing in a running back until the one dude who you had before, you know, who got 1.1 yards a carry got cut. He, he Roy, I, I I just checked the stats. He has 29 carries for 34 yeah. yards. No, he only comes in on goal line situations, and he like either gets zero or one yards. Like it's like he's ter- <laughs> like he's been terrible. Yeah, but um, let's get excited. For, oh my God, this this organization is so dysfunctional. Like, but uh, like I, I don't like that's why, man. Like keeping that like. Keep us over windows hard to begin with, even if you make prudent decisions. But but when you're just like regularly effing up, like I, I mean, it's it's impossible. It's pretty it, it's pretty bad. All right, we got like a minute left, so really quick on this. I think we both agree on who the best team in the AFC is, and that's the Chiefs. I yep. think we agree on that. Who was the best team in the NFC? Because I have no idea. I think it's the Bucks, but I'm not sure. Well, I I mean, I I thought it was the Saints, but then Drew Brees like broke eighty eight eight ribs. And now, but you know what? This is what 2020 needed, baby. Like, I don't know. Like, I I hope Jameis Winston knows this is it. Like, I I mean, you literally have Sean Payton, who who, will scheme guys open, unlike Doug Mm -hmm. Peterson. You got talent. You got a great defense. Don't turn the ball over. Like, 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 do you, but don't really, really do you. So are they the best team? I'm going to, you know what? Tampa Bay got stopped by by the Saints twice, so I can't give it to them. So I'll okay. give it to the Saints, and then I'll say Tampa. I don't know who the third best team is. It the Ram? Is it the Cardinals? I mean, we'll find out. You know, as we tape this, we'll find out tonight whether it's the Cardinals or the Seahawks, and we'll find out maybe if it's the Packers. Who who knows? So yeah, the NFC is kind of in flux. 
Um, we don't know who the best team is. We know who the best team is not, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you you think they're probably going to lose. You've convinced me they're probably going to lose. Um, <laughs> but you know what? At least we have the Sixers. The Sixers are going to get us through. Yes, all free this. agency on Friday or or a day before we taped it. Yeah, the free agency is yesterday as you hear this. Maybe you come to Philly, Austin Rivers. Maybe you're coming to Philly, Ersan Ilyasova. Who knows? Maybe Joe Harris. Who knows? Uh, we'll have more answers for you next week on the show. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, we are out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, no, we'll be back on. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>